Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the message. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing and how you can get involved, check out our website, message.org.uk. We're back. We're back in the message building. We're back in the warehouse. Uh, uh, in some ways, I'm excited, but I'm not as excited as I thought I might be. I think yesterday was a little bit of a tough day for me. If you want me to get a bit vulnerable, you know, I came in and I was really looking forward this weekend to coming back and hitting the ground running. And I, I wandered around this building and to be honest, it felt a bit like a shell of what we'd left behind three months ago. All these empty offices and this small group of people in this building and stupid social distancing. I couldn't even hug people I've not seen for three months. It's like... So that's how I came into yesterday. And uh, I'm so glad that I had two things that helped me. I think it felt a little bit like me, like I imagine the Premier League is going to be next week. You know, we get back up and running. You know, it's the Premier League, but you can't do the Premier League behind closed doors. Come on, we need the thousands of people cheering the teams on and we need the atmosphere, we need the buzz, we need the vibe. So it's going to be fascinating to see how that goes. But um, the two things that helped me yesterday and have really helped me this morning as I, I came in early to work just to get my head together for this talk was the vision. Once we got into the vision of Message TV and gathered the mission team socially distanced to start dreaming dreams about just what it could look like to, to go online big style and present the gospel relevantly to potentially millions of young people, I started to get excited again. Once I heard Sam share about our child poverty initiative and Love Withenshaw and all that, you know, pouring out I love. I felt like God said, come on, sort yourself out, quit your pity party, get on with what I've called me to do. The second thing that really helped me, as it always does at times like this, is the word of God. It always helps if we'll just get into it. We've got what we need to fuel our faith and to get us back on track in the word. It was such a help for me to reflect again on the passage we're going to look at today from Ephesians chapter 6 and think about Paul, this ambassador in chains, compelled to preach the gospel, whatever situation he found himself in. And the last couple of weeks, you know, we've been looking at the full armour of God, the full armour of God with which we can extinguish every fiery arrow of the evil one by which we can take our stand, stand firm to the end and hear Jesus well done. So here we are in Ephesians chapter 6. We're fully kitted out with the belt of truth, with the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel boots of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. We've got our only offensive weapon, which is the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And what does Paul say next? Well, this is what he says next. The very next verse he says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me. So what next? Here we are, good to go. We're fully kitted out. We're ready to take our stand. We're ready to go out with the gospel. What next? What next? We pray. Prayer is not like another weapon in spiritual warfare. It's something that must pervade everything we do. I mentioned yesterday uh, Dr. Mar Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, and he said the hardest thing in the Christian life to do is pray. 
How can it be so hard to pray? I'll tell you why. Because hell itself is doing everything it can to stop us praying. My job as leader is the message. And anybody who takes over from me in decades to come, their job is to keep mission hot, keep prayer hot. That's the job description of any Christian leader. And I feel like in this next season, with all the opportunities we've got and all the change that's coming, it's more important than ever that we keep mission hot, but also keep prayer hot. It's your job too. You signed up for that when you joined this mission movement called The Message, that I'm going to be committed to taking the gospel forward and I'm going to be committed to taking it forward on our knees. Paul commands them in these verses to pray in seven ways. If they're going to overcome the devil and see the gospel advance, if we're going to overcome the devil and all his schemes to crush, break and take people all the way to hell, if we're going to overcome the devil and we're going to see the gospel advance, we need to pray in seven ways. And they're all there in this one cheeky verse in a bit. First thing is pray in the spirit, Paul says. He says pray in the spirit. Some people have taken that to mean praying in tongues. And I bet you've been at Christian prayer meetings when somebody gets up the front, normally some passionate guy and says, let's pray in the spirit. What he means is let's all shabba-dabba-do. But that is not what Paul's saying. I don't think he, I think Paul is saying, and that can be some of it. What Paul's saying is pray in the power of the spirit, pray in the atmosphere of the spirit. I'm convinced there is definitely praying and praying in the spirit when we kind of hit a breakthrough. Often takes time to just break through all the cack and all the rubbish that surrounds us to break through in some area of the Christian life. I remember, I told you last week about my kind of, it felt like the day of evil. When I was in Bangkok, Michelle had had this terrible accident and broken loads of bones in her face and she had bleeding on the brain and looked like she might die. We're in a Bangkok hospital feeling thoroughly isolated. And what kept me going was just message from Christian, messages from Christian brothers and sisters around the world. I remember one, especially from John Bunjo in Uganda. And they'd been praying all night. How amazing that people I've not even met who didn't even, you know, never met Michelle were praying through the night. What his text said was just these words, Andy, we have the breakthrough. So there's a guy who knows how to pray and knew when the breakthrough had come. They'd been praying in the spirit and they felt the breakthrough from heaven and we experienced the breakthrough in Bangkok. So pray in the spirit. And if you don't know what it's like to pray in the spirit, learn. Come alongside someone who knows how to pray in the spirit and get the breakthrough in your area of our work. The second thing Paul says, pray on all occasions. There's no situation that you're involved in. Nothing in your life will not benefit from prayer. You won't have a better outcome in that situation, that relationship, that project through being saturated in prayer. Paul says, pray on all occasions. And he says, pray with all types of prayers and requests thirdly. And I was a bit convicted when I read that. Because I wonder if our prayer life at the message, to be fair, is pretty one dimensional. It's great. It's passionate. It's shouty. It's excited. It's in your face. You know, we're people who go for it in prayer. And that's good. And I believe God responds to passion. And one one of our values, core values is passion. But we need to learn from other Christians. 
We need to learn more disciplines of prayer. We need to learn from people who journeyed in prayer for decades. Pray, Paul says, with all types of prayers and requests. And fourthly, he says, be alert in prayer. We need to keep our spiritual eyes open to what God's doing. See what God's doing, A, on the earth, but B, in our personal situation, but also what the devil is doing to try and trip us up. We need to be people who are alert. What did Jesus say to his sleeping disciples when his day of evil came in the Garden of Gethsemane? He said, keep watch and pray. We need to be with people who are watching what God's doing, watching what the devil's doing and hitting the breakthrough in the only place we're going to find that breakthrough in the place of prayer. And Paul said, five, be persistent in prayer. Jesus said, knock and keep on knocking, seek and keep on seeking, ask and keep on asking. Don't give up, basically. What a tragedy if we gave up just before we got the breakthrough. There is a persistence in prayer that we need to be diligent in. Just keep going, keep hitting things. If you believe you've heard something from the Lord, keep going, keep persisting. It's called importunate prayer. Keep at it, Paul says. And sixthly, pray for everyone. Pray for all the Lord's people, Paul says. Some people are hard to pray for because they wind you up. Pray for them and you'll find you love them a whole lot more. Pray for them and you'll start to see them through God's eyes. You'll get God's heart and relationships will be restored and beautiful things will happen. And then finally, Paul says, seventh, pray also for me. You see, he was wise enough and humble enough so no, he needed prayer. He wasn't going to, despite this incredible call, I mean, what a call. He'd actually met Jesus on the road to Damascus. He had this incredible calling on his life, but he knew he needed prayer from others to fulfill that calling. You know, I know we focus a lot of the message on raising personal financial supporters, and that's really important. And I do hope that if you work for the message, especially in this next season, you'll be diligent. You just do your best to invite others to stand with us financially. Way more important than financial supporters are personal prayer supporters who will pray protection over us in our personal confrontation with the devil, which is going to come if you work for the message because he's out to get us. He hates what we're doing. We need people who pray, pray thorough protection around us, but also will pray that our evangelistic efforts would be fruitful. We need to raise up an army of prayers. Listen to what Paul said. And I think his prayers requests are a little bit unlike our newsletters. And I was a bit challenged about this. This is what Paul said. Pray for us that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I'm in chains, Colossians 4, verse 3. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Pray for that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured. That's 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 1. His prayer requests were primarily that the gospel would advance, not that he'd have an easy life. I would imagine that, you know, if I was sending out my prayer requests from a, 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 a jail cell chained to a Roman guard, you know, I'd be praying to send to all my prayer supporters, please, could you just pray that I'll be set free from this, from this prison cell? That wasn't what was on Paul's heart at all. His heart was two things, actually. It was courage and clarity. 
Listen to what he said to pray for him. He said, pray for me also that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. It reminded me a bit of the early disciples, don't you think, before Paul arrived on the scene. In Acts chapter 4, verse 29, you know, they were facing potential martyrdom and all these horrendous threats. Here's what the early church prayed, and it touched the heart of God, Acts 4, 29. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. All they wanted to do was just speak with boldness to have the courage and the clarity to see the gospel advance. I want to pray that, friends, over Message TV. I don't want some wacky youth TV station with a sprinkling of gospel. I want something so clear, so credible, so relevant, so bold that it just shakes youth culture. Would the Lord allow us to do that so that Jesus can be known? so that there will be no more mystery. Paul says, pray that I may boldly proclaim the mystery of Christ. And there's been a lot of, um, and rightly so, a lot of talk and a lot of campaigning around justice issues, particularly around racism. And that's right, that Christians should speak out about that and be at the heart of that movement. I'll tell you a far greater, and I mean that, a far greater injustice is that millions and millions of people, even in our so-called Christian country, haven't got a clue about Christ. The gospel's a mystery to them. They don't even know, they haven't got a clue, they've never heard it in language they can understand. It is just not right, friends. It's a tragic injustice. And we need to be the people who face that with clarity and courage. Even in the face of seemingly clever people who'll speak against us. Even in the face of hostile culture. Even in the face of people falling to the left and to the right on what the true gospel is. We need to be the people who are like, oh, this, this is our gospel. Is Jesus' gospel. Would you allow us, our big prayer, would you give us courage to fearlessly make him known? And if we can be those people... Imagine what can happen in this next season. Lord, give us clarity and courage as we go out feeding the poor as you've commanded us to do. I pray we'll always see the eyes of Jesus in the eyes of the poor. But I pray that you will open their hearts to the gospel. We won't be people who just meet people's physical need. We'll meet their greatest need with courage and clarity. Not interested in our reputation or the reputation of the message. It doesn't matter where the message sits in all this profile and publicity. It doesn't matter if some of these ideas may have, have come out of a, a building in Sharston. We want ideas that are from the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Don't we? We want the Holy Spirit to inspire us to be those people. So I'm going to pray that over you and over me because I, I, I'm, I'm asking for prayer. And I hope you're asking for prayer. If Paul needed prayer, flipping it, Andy Hawthorne needs prayer. So let's pray. Lord, I pray for a people, people who are involved with the message, people who may be watching this little talk online, a people utterly committed to your beautiful, life-changing gospel, nation-changing gospel, world-changing gospel. No heart is too hard not to be softened and saved by this amazing good news of Jesus. I pray, Lord, for a people with courage 
in the face of this culture, an anointing in this culture to go. And we know the devil has all sorts of plans and schemes, but thank you that you are so much greater. You're our God and we ask you that you'll fill us and help us to be a people who, Lord, truly pray in the Spirit. Understand what that means. Who, on all occasions, everything involved in the message, pray with all types of prayer and requests. I pray of people who are alert in prayer, watching what you're doing and what the devil's doing, and keep at it, Lord. When others might give up in prayer, we keep going for the breakthrough. And we pray for everybody. We pray for our friends and our enemies. And Lord, we request prayer for us. We pray you'll raise up an army of intercessors, of prayers who will move this mission forward, all for your glory. Amen. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support our work or even get involved with one of our teams. We also have another podcast called The Flow Podcast where we share stories and testimonies of the amazing things that God's doing in people's lives. Search for The Flow Podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a brand new episode there right now.